for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Hello, hello. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you, Thomas? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It's been a good day so far, so I'm excited. It's it's not been as many hiccups as I thought there would be. Fantastic. It's one of those things where I found out yesterday that the automated backend of my website was sending everybody emails, and I'm like, no, stop doing that. I've already sent everybody email so i had to like cancel the entire thing out of the back end of my website and i'm like because you know there's a lot of changes that were made that weren't reflected in the website schedule and so people that had canceled or been moved were getting emails and it was getting confusing and i'm like dang it but you know so fun (laughs) it's all fun it's all exciting you know but i'm really excited to have you on i've been listening to your music for a little while now and i'm (laughs) you know, really excited to chat with you and uh, learn a little bit more about you and obviously raise awareness and funds for pancreatic cancer research. So um, for everybody that's tuning in or have been listening, uh, what's kind of your background story? What got you into music? All that fun stuff. Yeah. So I, I grew up in, in a really musical household growing up in uh, Phoenix, Arizona in the suburb desert suburbs area. So my, you know, my parents were always listening to music. My dad was always playing guitar. Um, I started singing in a, in a kid's choir when I was like in fourth grade, I was nine. And, uh, it kind of started the bug for me. Cause we got to go, we got to leave school once in a while and go perform at like, you know, senior centers and we even got to go to Disneyland one time. And so like, I was like, all right, like this is the life. Um, (laughs) so yeah, so that probably kind of started a bug for me. And then I was just like constantly involved in musical things all throughout school, singing in choir, doing musicals and all that. Um, and then you know, and I would make like little mixtapes from my, my boom box from the radio from like, you know, like top 40 oldies, you know, remember those days? Yep. 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 I do. I really do. Yeah. Um, I would love to get my hands on one of those tapes. Maybe they're somewhere. Yeah. Yep. You know, but yeah, yep. so then I didn't really actually start writing my own music and performing until I was 25. Um, I didn't have all those outlets that I had in school and, and choir. And I, I always loved, you know, indie rock and pop and all sorts of different music. Um, but I was just shy about pursuing it in that way until I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to try it and started bringing my guitar out to open mics and start writing songs and like playing around LA. And that was about nine years ago when I moved out to LA. And since then I've made a couple records. I've played with some, a lot of wonderful people, found an amazing, an amazing music community out here. And, um, and yeah, just put out my, my EP Lucky Penny a, a week and a half ago. Yeah. Nice. And so you've been in LA now for nine years? 
Nine years. Yeah. Right. Where are you out of? I'm in Waco, Texas. Oh, you're in Waco. Okay. I like to say I moved to Waco or moved to Texas just before it became cool to move to Texas. Oh, nice. You're a trendsetter then. Yeah. Yes, I will take that. Nobody's ever called me a trendsetter before, but I will take that. Um, <laughs> so, hey, how how have things been going out in LA? Obviously, with like the pandemic and all the that fun stuff going on, uh, LA in general has kind of been in an interesting position. But from your perspective, how's things been in LA? I mean, it's definitely it's definitely getting back mm-hmm. to normal. Like I've had some indoor shows and um so it's coming back mm-hmm. um after just a, just a really crazy time it was so weird i remember the first like the first day that we went into like lockdown i had a i had a gig that was supposed to happen on like that let's say that weekend friday mm-hmm. or saturday and we were supposed to rehearse friday and i just remember thinking like there's no way we would cancel a gig you know like i just couldn't comprehend it and i felt so crazy about canceling my my rehearsal i was like this just seems so bizarre and uh yeah sure enough of course we didn't have a gig for like a year and a half so yeah yeah, it was was really wild it was really a bummer because i had just had all these new songs recorded and was you know pitching them to different labels and excited to get out and tour. And it was just, it seemed like a lot of wind taken out of my sails um, at that point. Um, But, you know, just like everyone is, I'm Mm. not alone in that. And, you know, I got to spend a lot of time at home. I wrote a bunch more songs. So there is definitely some good to come out of it. Um, But we are coming back in LA. There's, I played a show last night and, it's just nice to be able to get back out and play for people yeah, for <laughs> and sure. see friends. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, cause I think we're finally at a point where things are coming back to normal, whatever normal is anymore. Um, yeah. It, it's nice to see that shows are starting to happen on a wider scale. Bands are booking tours, you know, all that fun stuff. So it's really exciting to see, and I'm happy. Um, like, I, like I've been saying, Texas, other than like the initial, I'd say probably about three months or so, there's always kind of been a show to some degree happening. Whether it's yeah. in somebody's backyard or, you know, whatever. But so we haven't felt that effect that badly. Obviously, bands had to cancel a lot of their. Um, big tour plans because you know obvious for obvious reasons but they were still able to play a few small shows so that was that's exciting Um, yeah yeah just gotta keep moving right yeah for sure for sure and then so uh, you'd mentioned uh before the pandemic that you were uh getting ready to release some music and you had some big things planning how did you kind of adjust? Did you just start releasing singles or how did you kind of adjust after the pandemic? Yeah. So one of the big things that I was supposed to go on tour with my friend, Jason, Jason Harris, Jason Hawk Harris, and that was going to be a pretty big tour. Um, 
So that got canceled and I was really looking forward to, to joining on that and opening for some of his shows. So that got canceled. Um, basically I, I just kept, I, I spent, I had a lot of conversations with like friends, uh, over the phone, you know, we had more time to do that. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that was nice is that I, cause I really didn't know what to do with this music that I had just recorded. So I, I like really, I leaned on friends for advice and, and eventually this label deal that I just, that I'm, I'm on now came about through, you know, after all those conversations. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so that was good. And it, end, and it ended up working out. I did put out one single on my own and then ended up signing with, um, AGD, the record label, um, that you might know, um, mm-hmm. out of Nashville. So, yeah. So, you know, things are moving forward in, and I, we've got more songs to release as well that are going to come out after this EP. So it all worked out. In the end. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It was the hope to one day go to Nashville full time, or do you kind of see yourself staying in LA and going to Nashville you know, as needed? Yeah. I love, I love Nashville. And, um, I love, but I don't have any immediate plans to move there. It would just mostly probably be a place I continue to go back to Mm -hmm. at this point, you know, never know what the future holds, but, but it's a great town. Yeah, for sure. Nashville is an interesting area and it's always growing. Like I went there twice before the pandemic, about a year apart. And the second time I went there, I was like, I don't even don't even know what's going on here. I don't recognize, you know, half the stuff. So completely understood. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It really is. Like I grew up in South Chicago. So just uh, knowing how the big city feels and how it just kind of constantly changes, but Nashville, at least right before the pandemic, because I feel 2020 was a really rough time for Nashville because you know, they got hit with that tornado and then they had the pandemic and then they had the bomb explosion. Wasn't that in 2020 as well? The Yes, yeah, I'm the, pretty sure it was. Yeah, so it was like 2020 was like this really rough year for Nashville, but it was they're almost like the giant that just keeps on moving. Like you can't disrupt them, you know. Yeah, so yeah seriously. It's crazy, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But, to uh, shift gears a little bit, we are here to help promote uh, pancreatic cancer awareness and raise funds for them. Uh, so to kind of shift gears a little bit, have you had any personal experiences or family members or anybody in your inner circle that has been affected by pancreatic cancer? Um, yeah, actually, my neighbor, my neighbor, wonderful, our wonderful friend and neighbor, Dee Dee, um, she passed away from pancreatic cancer Um years ago it was it was um gosh i want to say about 10 years ago maybe more um yeah she was a dear friend of of our families and just a a light of a person because she was just wonderful and i always like admired her very beautiful she was like a movie star and um yeah and that was when you were in arizona yes Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So she, she was your neighbor through very pivotal times in your life, like you, growing up and stuff like that, like that kind of neighbor. Um, we, well, yeah, when we actually, we baby, my sister and I babysat her, 
her kids. So we were oh. just down the street and we, yeah, we were like the babysitters and she was like, you know, cool, cool mom. And, uh, a very good friend of my mom's too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's so sad because it's one of those things where the, I think the reason that the survival rate is low, if, uh, for anybody that's just tuning in, pancreatic cancer has a survival rate not thanks to pancan now it's up to 10 percent. but prior to 1999 it was four percent so like it's mm. growing but in my opinion not quick enough but that that's kind of why we're here is to help raise funds for grant research and all that fun stuff because they're doing some really amazing stuff like even when my mom was going through pancreatic cancer treatment we were getting emails about Oh, what stage is she in? Like, where is she kind of at? Like, we have this that might help, you know? Yeah. And so, unfortunately for my mother, she was already so late in the pro or in the process of cancer or pancreatic cancer that there wasn't really much anybody could do because um, it had metastasized so far that it was just kind of like, all right, well, we're going to make you as comfortable as we can, but you know, um, so luckily I was able to move down or not move. I was able to go down to Florida. My job was like, yo, you can work remote. You've been re working remote for a year already. We, it doesn't matter where you're at. So, uh, if you need to go to Florida, go. And so luckily I was there for the last two months, you know, yeah. it was, uh, it's really hard, but I know, both my dad and mom appreciated it. So of course, I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it is one of those things and I'm going to use this like whole thing as like a giant therapy session to, you know, just get stuff off my chest. But it was one of those things where it's like, my mom was always the really healthy one. She was never sick. She was never other than like breaking a couple of bones throughout her life. You know, she was never really injured, sick, any of that stuff. And then at the end of her life, she gets taken out by cancer. And it's like, you know, you look, look at the rest of the family history. You know, my dad's been sick several times. I've been sick. My sister's been sick. It's like, really? That, that, that's the one. So, you know, but um, now folks, anybody that's listening, pancreatic cancer is very serious. And if you have the, if you're feeling off in any way, cause like, that's the scary part about it is, 90% of the time you don't know until it's too late because right. there's no like obvious warning signs. And my mom, like looking back at it, she had back pains for about a year prior. And had we done something earlier on with the back pain, maybe we could have like, and not to look back and say, I wish we would have done something, but you right. know, it's really, so hard not to. Yeah. yeah it, it's really like, man, she, you think about it. It's like, she'd been complaining about back pains for a year, but my mom's one of them people that was never wanting to put inconvenience anybody. It was like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. And then one day it got so bad. It was like, all right, well, we're here. So it's, <sighs> it's so sad, but you know, that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this fundraiser is the original plan was to, I was going to do it before my mom passed away. Like once she got sick, it was like, nope, we got to jump into this. National Cancer Month is November. 
National Pancreatic Cancer. I thought it was today, but I guess it was yesterday. Misread the calendar, but oh well. Um, so one of the things that my mom loved doing was listening to my podcast. And one of her dying words, well, not dying words, but one of the last things she told me was just keep doing the podcast. Whatever you do, just keep doing the podcast. She Aww. said to keep doing the radio show too, but that one's a little bit out of my control. But, uh-huh. um, you know, the podcast was the big thing. So it's like, all right, yeah. I can't sing, can't play, but we're going to do this podcast and I'm going to torture myself getting through it. So she was your biggest fan. Yep. She really was. So I really appreciate her for that. And um, just want to use this platform of all the new music, all the new musicians that we're working with. And we brought in like yourself, um, even though I've been following you for a little while and been listening to your music, it's, it's always interesting that first conversation because you just never know how it's going to click or how it's going to go. So really appreciate you to, for uh, jumping on here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And thank you for sharing your story about your experience with pancreatic cancer or with your neighbor. Um, Do you remember any obvious warning signs? Um. No, from what I remember, it was very, very quick. It was, uh, I think, like, she she was, from what I remember, she was diagnosed with, I think, stage four right away. From, um, yeah, also extremely healthy woman, um, just a radiant beauty and just kind. And, yeah, just always very, seemed very healthy all the time. I know she was active. Um, So I, I don't remember what if it was back pain or what she went in mm. for originally, but I know, I think it was like a year maybe, but mm-hmm. I think she did, you know, fight for a while. Yeah. And, you know, she had, her kids were quite young at the time. So that was just so tough to see, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Cause like I was, thinking about it like you know you get you go as you're going through the grieving process you catch yourself thinking about certain things and it was over labor day weekend i was sitting there thinking about it i was like man this time last year we were in kentucky having a grand old time just being a fam like fighting like families do you know just having a family we're it wasn't the last family vacation but it was like hey this is going to be a new thing that we do like now that we're all spread out um we're going to meet every year in this place and we're just going to try and make a thing out of it and then one year later it's like well here we are so you know just thinking how much your life can change in a year and you know just like how drastic it could be because if you would have told me a year ago that i wasn't going to have my mom in a year it's like you're lying to me. There's no way, you know, right. Right. You just never know. Like that's the other thing that people need to take away from this whole thing. So, but first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on. We've still got a few minutes here. Um, what, as far as your music goes, what's your plans moving forward? I know probably got the dog barking in the background, but that's all right. Sorry about that. It's all good. It's, um what's kind of the uh, plans moving forward with your music and all that fun stuff yeah so um it's pretty exciting back when um i recorded a bunch of tunes a a few years ago Mm -hmm. and so the first ep 
that we just put out is Lucky Penny. And we have um, going to be like playing some shows in December, going to go out, um, join my friends on a little tour of California. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all You're fine. Just... And then we've got, um, yeah, well, well there, there will be more music released next year as well. Awesome. Awesome. You know, so, yeah, got, we've got more, more coming. Nice. Is, is, do you see yourself kind of, cause I know like looking through your Spotify and stuff, you've done EPs and a lot of EPs and singles. Am I, was I reading that correct? As, so, as previous releases or. I had, I put out a full length record a couple years ago. Okay. And so that that's called call me back home. Uh-huh. Um, and then for this, for this batch, we've done the single, 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 and then EP release. Okay. And yeah. you, I, since you've kind of run the gamut of releases of releasing a full length, an EP and singles, where do you kind of see yourself moving in the for or in the future? I think that it's really smart nowadays to do the, just because of like how much content, like mm. we need to be like, putting out or are expected to be putting out. Yeah. It's really smart to do the singles, you know, just to build as much as you can and create as much, you know, quality media as possible. Although my heart is with making records, yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, and it's also one of those things where it's interesting with the day and age that we're in, like obviously releasing singles and staying on top of the Spotify algorithm and, you know, just like all the nonsense that's expected. And it's really hard on the indie, especially on the independent level, because it's like not everybody has the ability to release 12 songs a year or, you know, like whatever it is. Um, But I I do think it also plays into the fact of, well, what is your goal? Do you see yourself just being a recording artist and that's it? And you don't play a lot of live shows or do you see yourself as a touring act? where you get out, play live shows. And I I think that's kind of where the divide in the industry is, is because like a lot of musicians that have come up during the pandemic, because like, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of musicians that have popped up during the pandemic because they've had time to focus on their craft or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of them be just recording artists because they've set themselves up that way but kind of yeah. moving forward as uh, touring artists get out there. I see you're, I think you're going to see them doing more full length albums because you're playing in front of a new crowd every night or every other night or, you know, whatever it is. So I think it ultimately is just going to depend on the artist and what their goals are with music. Right. So. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's an interesting time. 2022 is going to be fun and uh, we'll see how things go. But before we kind of start wrapping this up, I do have a thing that we're trying for just specifically for this. We have a random question generator sitting in front of us. And the question that just popped up is actually very timely to your current situation. Okay. All right. How many dogs have you owned in your life? Um, well, myself, one, who okay. is this barky, barky boy right now. Um, his name is Bruce. He ha- he is a quarantine pandemic dog. Okay. Um, but then my, so when I was 20, around 
2021, my parents got a dog. So I do consider a golden doodle named Oliver, who's just the best dog. And I do consider him as mine too, but I didn't purchase him. <laughs> so I guess I, I, my answer is like one and a half. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's very fair. And now, now that, uh, your dog's been brought up into the conversation. I noticed he quieted down real quick. Yeah. Yeah. He knows he's being discussed. That's funny. That's, that's, how, so, that's when he's most comfortable is when he's a uh, center of attention. So hey, that, that's, I guess that's good. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is, but, um, no, I, I want to, once again, thank you so much. Um, for anybody that wants to check out your music or anything that you got going on, uh, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? Um, I'm on all the streaming services. If you, if you prefer iTunes or, or Spotify, or, you know, I'm under Leanne Skoda. I also have a website, leannescoda.com. You can get all my socials on there, Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, that's S K O D A. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for jumping on here. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you everybody. That's been hanging out with us all day. A it's still early. We still got a lot going on. We're going to have a lot of great conversations about music and touring and all the fun stuff that comes with being a musician. And of course, our main mission is to raise funds and awareness for pancreatic cancer research. Um, if you are interested in donating, depending on where you're at, there should be a link in the comment thread below to uh, Wage Hope My Way, uh, which is the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network's uh, donation portal site. Uh, you can donate there, or we also have a Facebook fundraiser that is active. It all counts towards our big goal of trying to raise $10,000 for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. And then if you, for whatever reason, if you can't find it, feel free to shoot live and amplified a message or say, hey, can't find it. Uh, we'll, we'll get it to you. You know, we're very open. I'm a one-man band, so it might take a minute, but I'll get it to you as soon as I can. But Leanne, thank you so much for jumping on. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's hope to get you on the main, well, not main podcast, but where we can dive a little bit deeper into your music career and all that fun stuff. So when you got something big coming up, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you back on. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Tom. What a wonderful way to honor your mom and let's hope to raise a lot of money. Yep. Thank you so much. And I know she'd be so proud and she was the main reason why I didn't just say, Oh, these musicians are like hurting cats. I don't want to deal with it. So, <laughs> but, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, but uh, appreciate you for jumping on. And uh, we have Megan polls coming up next. <laughs> 